Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. Our next workshop is coming up May 17th through the 19th in Florida, just outside Orlando. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're so glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with my good buddy, Stephen Cervantes. So, Stephen, how are you today? I am well, thank you. I'm blessed mightily and glad to be here. Awesome. Well, listeners, uh, as you can tell, we've got a little bit of a different backdrop here. Um, well, actually, listeners can't tell, but yeah. the, the viewers can tell uh, yes. that we've got a little bit of a different backdrop. We decided to do some just some upgrades, make it a little prettier so that, you know, you, yeah, you changes could get, in the air. It could create kind of a little better aesthetic. You there know? you if, go. If you get bored of our faces, then what? you can actually look at the background and see our nice little candle burning. <laughs> and, uh, oh. But anyway. So but, warm yeah, and soothing exactly. here. What a restful place. Yeah. Know? Yes, yes, come in. Ambiance. It's uh, and interestingly enough, we're uh, we're going to be talking later today on our webinar about peace. Oh, so there you go. This should, this should help greatly with that. But I wanted to uh, before we get started on the actual uh, content for this um, lesson, I wanted to give you guys a, a little bit of a heads up about something that is coming up. Within a week and a half, it's a Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit. And so from the time that this podcast is aired, it's going to be only about a week and a half away. And um, so this is a summit of church leaders, pastors, and really anybody who, who cares about being trained in how do we address the issues of sexual brokenness in our culture and in our churches uh, with grace and truth. And so this is going to be a great opportunity to learn from some of the the best and brightest in this field of of ministry. And so it's going to be May 2nd through the 4th. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you want more information or to register, uh, you can go to sexualintegrityleaders.com and learn all about the um, the summit and how you can get plugged in and how you can register. Great. I went to last year's. It was awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, Stephen, so... We're going to talk about marriage, right? That's it. And 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 that it only takes six hours a week <laughs> to have an incredible marriage. Is that what was that, that what we're going to hear? That's it. So okay, let's talk about John Gottman. He's a researcher out of Seattle, and he brings couples in, and he has this listening lab, and he listens to couples thousands and thousands of hours. They record it. They break it down. 
what worked, what didn't work, what what's going on between the two of them, what helps them, what hinders them. And they, he said, I can tell you with the 90% accuracy within one hour whether your marriage is going to make it or not. Oh, my goodness. That almost sounds like a psychic or something, <laughs> right? Well, this is what he says. I assess for your level of respect for each other. Hmm. That's interesting. If if there's a lot of disrespect and minimizing and discounting and you just, your partner has no value, mm. there's a strong chance you're not going to make it. Now, in terms of when he's talking about make it, not make it, is he talking specifically about divorce or, do you talk cause, or is it just a marriage that can go cold? We that yeah, I have to go back and read it because that, those cold. Either way, it's kind of a similar outcome, right? That's you're not, right. You're not I mean, living you in intimacy. And, yeah, it's not the ideal. So that's a good question. I have to go back and read that. But he says I can tell whether you're going to make it or not. But you know, the drift occurs, and you, if you don't divorce, you live separate, in two right. different bedrooms, and you have your own lives. And you you know, the quality of the marriage is like roommates or something. Because without respect, a sense of valuing the other human being, you have to have value, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, I can treat you like a piece of furniture. You have no value. Mm. And so that one significant piece. He said, that's such a major factor that I can tell you with a 90% degree of accuracy. I thought that was phenomenal. That is amazing. Because you think about it, when somebody doesn't respect someone, how do they talk to them? How much time do they have? What do they plan to do with them? Do they enjoy them? Do they neglect them? Do they take them for granted? I mean, you understand there's a hundred things that play off Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it seems to me like respect also leads to a, a desire to keep learning that person, right? Yes, value. You yeah. value the other, and you build, and you're and you're going to see some of these. Okay. It's the, it's the six hour theory. He said, if you'll take six hours, it'll transform your marriage. Six hours a week. Six right? hours a week. That's yeah. right. Yeah, good. So let me see if I have any other notes. It's very practical. Most of our programs, we're talking about big theories and ideas and suggestions. He has really concrete, specific things to do. And I'll even tell you, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, two hours here. So think about if if you can direct six hours at investing your relationship so mm-hmm. you can have an outstanding relationship. Over the course of how many hours is in seven days? You know, yeah. it's six hours. Now, at some point in this talk, I'm probably going to want to address the the OCD people in our audience, <laughs> including me, that could very easily turn this into a really rigid program. And it's like, okay, stopwatches done. Our 50 minutes is, a, and obviously that's not the point, right? Well, my hunch is if you did that, you'd still be further along than if you didn't right, do that. Right, right. But let's, but let's just keep it on rigid, a growth continuum. Yeah, you know. Know, if it's too rigid, if it's check the box, it's I'm here, but I'm just trying to get to being here and not enjoy being here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you read the, the uh, categories he's outlined that cover the six hours. Yeah, so the first category that he has here is actually it's kind of the first two are categorized under this one heading that he calls partings, right? So the first he says is, make sure that before you say goodbye in the morning, you've learned about one thing that is happening in your spouse's life that day. From lunch with the boss to a doctor's appointment to a scheduled phone call with an old friend. Two minutes per day for five days for a grand total of 10 minutes per week. That sounds small, right? And it sounds simple. Yes. Right? But do you understand how powerful this is? I care about you. 
I'm going to ask you about your life. And and if I ask you, if you t- tell me something about your day, which you, what do you have planned? I'm going to the doctor. Then I know immediately to continue the bond later, I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know, right, who, who do you think cares about you? The people that are asking you questions and learning about you and want to know about you. and Right? If I just go through my day on my side of the street and never, you know, venture over and ask you about your side, I just go along and you go along. I mean, how much bonding and unity? Yeah. And I I love this because the the image that comes into my mind is, um, and maybe this is the wrong image, but I get the image of fishing. It's like I'm, I'm setting the hook in my spouse at the beginning of the day. And so kind of like what you're talking about, so so I'm setting the hook so that I'm connected on some level about what's going on in her life. Mm -hmm. And then later on in the day, I can keep reeling that in, right? Right. So like when you say, got a doctor's appointment, well, I've set the hook, that's gonna be on my mind throughout Mm -hmm. the day. Uh, Hopefully I'll even be reminded to pray for her throughout the day. And then be, be able to, like you said, kind of reel her in later and follow up. And and I love that because how easy it is, is it, and especially when you think about, um, you know, two, two income households with, you know, multiple kids in the house and, right. and all these kinds of things and how easy it is for all of these various other things to pull us actually apart from each other throughout the day, right? And what he's saying yes. is two minutes in the morning could make a huge difference in the quality of your of your marriage. So that was the first part of partings was was when you say goodbye in the morning. The second part here of this idea of partings is he says he recommends greeting your partner each day with a hug and kiss that lasts at least 6 seconds and ending each workday with stress reducing conversation that lasts at least 20 minutes. That's about 1 hour and 40 minutes per week. So I love again this is where okay so my my sort of OCD mind kicks in here and I'm going and and maybe this is a guy thing too. I'm like how many guys out there or maybe this flips around the other way because maybe there's some intimacy issues in a marriage. Mm. And like even thinking of 6 second hugs. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do and this may be a whole different conversation that we don't want to get into right now because we do have to address the reality that there's some pain, there's some issues that maybe deeper that Maybe a couple is at a point where they're going, we have such significant intimacy issues that even a six-second hug is difficult. But So are we talking somewhat right now about a bell curve maybe? Well, I'm or, just think about research, okay? Mm-hmm. One second or five-minute hugs, right? He's saying, I can tell you where the bonding occurs at the greatest point. It's not at one second or two seconds. you got to hold it for six seconds. Mm. That means that's long enough for the other person to start to settle in. Yeah. Right? There has to be a sense of adjusting and settling. And just by six seconds, something else has happened. Rather than, hi, hi, how's it going? Good, good. Okay, you grab this. We got to go. We got to move. Okay. Right. All right. Whatever. But if you stop the world for six seconds, isn't that amazing? And that There's a specific number. You yeah. Know? And I don't mean to sound sound hokey or mystical here or anything like this, but I also think, don't you agree that there's, um, we each have a spirit, right? And and if I could put it this way, isn't it isn't it our spirit that sort of animates and brings energy to our body, right? Mm-hmm. So we have okay. a you have a particular energy in you. It's called your spirit, 
right? I think when you hold a hug with your spouse for six seconds, there's a bonding, there's a transference, there's a connection yes. even of that spiritual. It's like it's long enough for like even the energy to settle in, your spirit to settle in, not just your body. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another point of it. So if, in my mind, I'm thinking if you're doing this two minutes in the morning to just get information about, hey, what's what? just give me something about what's going on in your day or something new that's happening, and then you're greeting with a six-second hug, that's really, that's keeping the connection vibrant and alive the whole day, right? I mean, doesn't that bring kind of sort of bookend that's day. good. And also I then he's, he's talking about the conversation. Yeah, piece, and he right? says a 20-minute conversation that's stress-reducing. What happened? What's going on? Let's take care of this and that. And let's organize our thoughts. Let me do a little dumping of my thoughts. You you share some. I, right? We go back and forth so we can live easier together. Would you say that maybe one way to think of, of how to – because I think people seeing that stress-reducing conversation – um, sometimes, I mean, we know this from dealing with a lot of couples, sometimes those end-of-the-day conversations are anything but stress-reducing. It's like, let's just, we sort of dump on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of, I get the feeling that what he's talking about here is because you've set up the morning, uh, you know, your, your two minutes in the morning with asking a question about the other person, don't you think the stress-reducing conversation has a similar effect where, where you're still thinking, oh, yeah, I've got things that I want to share with my spouse, but what if I start with asking them about their day? Does that make sense? So in other words, kind sure. of still keeping that focus not so intently on, I just want to bleh, you know, just mm-hmm. spew this out on you, but to be able to say, I want to hear from you and I want to know. Right, and remember, this is relationship building, marriage building, right? And so he just looked at what was. Mm. He didn't come up with these numbers, but he talked to thousands of couples and and found that the ones that talk and help each other soothe one another, rest, take stress off, let me tell you about this. Hey, this thing climbed all over me today, or I'm wrestling with that, or man, I got this fear coming on, or right. If if we can help each other talk through the stressors that we face and comfort one another, we're bonding, yeah. we're building, we're connecting, right? That's good. So I I really haven't paid attention to the six second hug. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna actually count. Because it, I sort of need that mindset. And then you do other stuff, but you know what I mean? You're enjoying, you're smelling, you're touching, you're holding. But it's like, I'm going to do it for six seconds. Because that's what the research says. Mm-hmm. Not because it's a good idea or I found it here or there. It's like, that is significant. And here's here's one of the things that I think is um, important as we go through this. Um, I'm amazed at how easily we can uh, filter away positive and proven practices because of our own uh, pride mm. or our own history, our own wounds or whatever. And my the reason I'm saying that is because I would, I would pose this and I would put this out to our listeners as a challenge. So oh, in other words, good. in other words, it's not about, we're not asking you to agree or disagree with us. What we're actually asking you to do is try it. Like, this is the challenge. Try it. And and so I like what you're saying. Hey, research says this. Why don't I give it a shot? 
So you know what I mean? So yeah. almost almost say, mm-hmm. okay, I'll be a guinea pig in this. Well, my spouse and I for let's say um, you know this broadcast is going to be airing kind of the end of April. So why don't you make May the month that you go? We're going to try the six hour a week challenge. That's good. That's and just good. experiment because then you can become part of the study, so to speak. Yeah. And you can you can <clears throat> then you can determine afterwards, hey, is this research solid or not? But you have to go in with the mindset of I'll give it a shot and then we'll see what the outcome is. And it's funny because on this six second hug, I'm gonna call it that. I'm gonna give you a six second hug. I'm gonna say that to my wife, because what's that gonna do? She's gonna then go, Oh, this is gonna be longer than normal and oh <laughs> We have a special little secret. It's our six-second hug. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, I think you can play with some of this stuff. I like it. So the third thing that Gottman says uh, as part of this, you know, six hours to making your marriage uh, stronger is admiration and appreciation. So he says, spend five minutes every day finding a new way to communicate genuine appreciation for your spouse. So that ends up being 35 minutes a week. And let me just say, I actually believe, um, I mean, I, not necessarily to put these in some kind of hierarchy, but in terms of what I've seen in my own marriage and in the marriages that I've seen that have really kind of turned a corner in intimacy building and, and becoming stronger, the whole idea of learning how to praise your spouse, like learning how to really express appreciation, and I think also even just developing a, a general spirit of gratitude I think that's the most powerful thing for mm. transforming a relationship because what does appreciation require, Stephen? It requires me to get my eyes off of me, right? Right. I have to now look at you and go, what do I find praiseworthy about you? What do I find mm-hmm. fascinating about you? What, what, what is worth you know, really highlighting and showing appreciation? And so I, I love this one. What would you have to say? You know, on that? it's interesting because I'm thinking about this. And and he says, every day find a new way to communicate. It just takes five minutes. That means you could look, you could touch, you could smell, you could hug, right? You could bring something. You could do different mm. things <clears throat> to make sure you're conveying value, right? It's the opposite of what we talked about, lack of respect and no value. How do I convey value to you mm-hmm. and importance, significance, and that I appreciate it? It's funny because I was talking to my wife about some women are really better at being present with you. And it's funny because, you know, we do a lot of sexual talk on this program, and part of what what a guy likes is when somebody lights up towards him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like... It just comes and it pierces right at you. I'm all lighting up when a female just lights up and brings all of herself of approval and smile and face and relax. And, and so I tell my wife that, so now she's been doing that towards me. <laughs> she just looks at me with a big smile and her eyes and her face, and she's almost like flirting with me. And it's That's like, awesome. It just like pulls me right in. Yeah. I don't think women know that much about, and maybe we're... Well, and you know what? Here, this brings up a good point. Um, maybe one of the ways to start this, if this has not been a normal practice in your marriage, is to actually ask your spouse, what could I do that would make you feel appreciated? Yeah. What could I say? What could I do? Yep. And so like what you're just now saying is you communicating that to your wife and saying, you know what really draws me in? Man, when... 
when you light up, when you are interested, when your eyes lock with mine, her knowing that, guess what? Now she's got some, if I could put it this way, some power. Yeah. Because she's right. saying, I know how to make Stephen light up, you know? Well, and it's like the rhythm of knowing one another too, right? right? And so, like, we call each other funny nicknames. Mm-hmm. And I'll write on my text, you, Y-O-U, and then I'll put... Ooh, 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 a lot of O's <laughs> after you, ooh, 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 ooh. I just fill a bunch of, and she sort of knows that's my going, you, ooh, 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 ooh. Right. So, I mean, it's that sort of how do I express value and appreciation and be creative and recognizing the value of a relationship, the value mm-hmm. of being married. Mm-hmm. It's good, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So the okay. fourth the fourth area here that Gottman uh, addresses is that of affection. So he says, show each other physical affection when you're together during the day and make sure to always embrace before going to sleep. So this is five minutes per day, seven days a week, 35 minutes. So we have the, the five minutes of admiration and appreciation that you can communicate in any way. It could be physical, it could be verbal, it could be, you know, even just through how you look. Um, at one another. But then this is saying specifically it's important to be intentional about physical affection. Embrace, yeah. Throughout the day. Now, um, you know, I, I could look at this and, you know, start getting super analytical and nitpicky, right? And go, well, well, wait a second. Oh, we're told to, to I, I was just told to do a six second hug. Does that count towards my, you know, affection? And how does the, you know? No. And it's like, no, these are separate categories, <laughs> right. right? Six hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is, is, you know, your six second hug when you come home is not counting in your bank towards your five minutes here of physical affection. At the end of the day embrace. That's right. Yeah. That's good. That's for those of you who want to be super technical when you're taking this <laughs> challenge, right? So you, you've got to have, you know, five minutes and six seconds of physical affection. Anything else you want to say on the affection no, side? No, I think that's pretty clear. Okay, so then the fifth thing that Gottman says, now when you hear this, you're going to be like, I've heard this at every single like marriage yeah. conference or marriage. But, but, but it's still, remember, this is research-based, right? So it's still a proper, important indicator of those marriages that are going to right. strengthen. And there's right? a little twist in here, too. So here's what he says. The, the fifth area is weekly date. Now, before you immediately assume what that means, Gottman says for two hours once a week, one-on-one time, during which you ask each other open-ended questions. So he's, he's qualifying kind of what the date, is going to look like, right? So it's not just dinner and a movie or, you know, it can include any of that. But the key is that asking those open questions. And what he says is think of questions to ask your spouse, like, are you still thinking about redecorating the bedroom? Uh, Where should we take our next vacation? Or how are you feeling about your boss these days? And so these are open-ended questions that give all kinds of latitude for where the, for the answers other person could go, to right? Yeah. Speak and open up, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Versus a yes or no question. Right? Yeah. Just give me a chance to start talking. Prompt me with a question. Let me go where I need to go. So I think a lot of these are, are, um, you know, kind of like the what questions and the how questions, that kind of stuff. Not a, not necessarily a 
like you said, yes or no question. Um, so I want to talk a minute about talking here. Uh, this may be very obvious to some people, but I know it's not obvious to everybody. So, hey, I got to move over here to look at the cameras. I got to do that once yeah. in a while, don't I? I'm not used to the new room yet. So, some people think talking means tell me everything in your head. Mm. So, I'm going to bring up a topic, and then you're going to tell me everything in your head about the topic. And, and that's what they think talking is. So if nobody ever told you what talking is, I'm going to tell you what talking is. Talking is getting the other person to tell you everything in their head and you getting out of the way. Now, I have to be careful because there are people that just ramble on and on and on and on. But I'm assuming we're dealing with a regular couple and one poorly trained. And so when a topic starts, they get nervous and they want to start talking and they have things to say and they hear stories and they take the whole conversation over. But what I love about this is one of you will ask a question and then get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Then the other person will bring their thoughts and put them on the table. Then you get asked a question and you get to open up some thoughts. But there's a sense of back and forth. Some couples know that. Some couples don't know that. If you haven't been trained well in the back and forth rhythm of talking, then you, what you're going to do is just dump everything in your head on the table. And it's sort of odd because... Other people know the rhythm, and nobody told you. That's mm -hmm. not talking, dumping everything in your head on the table because uh, one topic came up. That's not talking. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes, and again, it, I think it makes sense because you're shifting the focus. I think we, like you said, I think we've so we've thought of talking um, as something that comes from our own grid. We're still kind of self-centered about it. We're saying, I've got to get all this verbiage out, right? Instead of saying, well, talking is actually getting to know the other person. Yes. And, yes. If, and, and if you think about it, if both spouses have that as their intention, then both will be able to get out what is in their head. That's right. But what we often do is we kind of, we kind of create talking almost like a, uh, like a punch, like a punching bag or almost like a, like a chess match. Like I hit the clock mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, I've done my part. I'm going to make my move and then boom. Now you make your move. Well, but not, remember, if that's how you were trained growing up, if people weren't really, yeah, if there wasn't a rhythm of learning rhythm, and drawing people that's right. out, yeah, and you then you just learn that, then that's what you do. You yeah. do your part and you hold your ground, but you don't know any different. That's all you. Yeah, know. and this is no shame here. This is just saying yeah. if you recognize that that's been part of your pattern or that's kind of the way that yes. you, this is a great learning opportunity. So let's get to the last. Yep, we've got to get to the last one here, mm -hmm. time wise. So the sixth thing that Gottman says that we're really um, that research has shown will really go a long way for strengthening your marriage is a state of the union meeting every week. He says, spend one hour a week talking about what went right that week, discussing what went wrong and expressing appreciation for each other. And then end by each of you asking and answering, what can I do to make you feel loved this coming week? And so all of that time adds up to just six hours a week, but I love that last question. That's great, right? Yes, because that can get super practical, can it? That's right. And this, he said, this do this for this is one hour for the whole week. Just ask this question, right? So that equals the six. But what can I do to make you feel loved this coming week? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I think we try to do stuff. I took out the trash. I made the bed. I washed your car. I washed the dishes. I picked up the kids. 
I don't know. Did that make you feel loved? Because what makes you feel loved? Not right. what do I like to do, mm-hmm. right? Because that's a different topic. And here's the thing, too. I, the What I love about this, Stephen, is that he's giving practical things to do. Yes. And here's, the, here's what I've found is, and this is what I will, I guess, challenge the listeners with as we close. If there is at any point in, in this, I mean, we're talking about six hours in an entire week. If there is a point at which couples out there are going, we can't do that, we don't have the time, my challenge in love would be this. Um, What relationship or what are you in relationship that could possibly be more important than your marriage? Right. If whatever, at whatever point you go, we can't do, we can't find six hours a week to pursue and invest in our most important relationship that we have in this life, then what does that say about those other things? You have a you have something that's creating a wedge then in your relationship, or you simply have maxed out your time in a way that you don't have the margin. So I would just say mm. the first my this is not Gottman, this is my <laughs> my um encouragement to you is maybe the first thing you need to do as a couple is each of you individually pray, God, show us where there are things that are keeping us from thinking this is a good idea (laughs) or where Mm -hmm. there are things that says we couldn't find six hours in a week to to do this. I think that's a good starting point. And that's a good closing comment. Yeah. So listeners, of course, wherever you are in your relationship, if you want help, if you need some encouragement along the journey, please reach out to us. We've got resources and all kinds of other things that can help you along the way. Um, And we're always glad that you've decided to join us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.